Well, hello there, my Courageous Beauties. Welcome back to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Crystal, and uh, it is Wisdom Wednesday. So you know what that means. We're going to get into a topic today that I'm excited to share. Um, it is called, You Are Not Your Own. And it's based on the scripture, 1 Corinthians six nineteen In the KJV, King James, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. So we make all these plans for our life, but where did the desire come from? We need to check our desires and make sure they align with God's plan for us. So my sister and I are reading this book by Dr. Miles Monroe, and he said something profound. If you want to know about something, don't ask the creation, ask the creator. So simple, but so profound. We spend time making purchases and we try to build something without first taking the time to even read the manual that came with all the parts that provide the instructions and even how to care for your new product. Well, it's the same with God. He's our creator. You don't create, you didn't create yourself. And I know you all have heard this old adage from your parents When you did something wrong or you crossed the line with them, I brought you in this world and I can take you out. I don't know how many times I've heard that, right? That's so far from the truth because even our parents were chosen by God to meet and to procreate. But God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Now, remember, he created our spirit first and theirs and so forth and so on. So no one created themselves. Therefore, you are not your own. What does this mean? Well, to be, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm still learning every day, right? God created us with our purpose already aligned to us. He never would have created us if there wasn't a purpose. He's not a wasteful God. He had, he, he, if it wasn't a purpose that he had for us, right? Most times we neglect to communicate to him to find out what our life's purpose is. I'm convinced that at this point in my life, I can't make it without God. Yet, I struggle to do right. You know what the beauty about this is, is that God is merciful and so loving, so kind and so gracious towards us. He knew and he knows we will make mistakes and bad choices and decisions and be tempted by our own desires, according to the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Yet he gives us chance after chance to try and get this right. So we have to remember we are not our own. Right. And once we do. We get to the manufacturer. We go to the manufacturer whom our heavenly father is, whom said we are fearfully and wonderfully made after his own image and likeness. God said himself that what he made was very good, right? Therefore, there's not a question that he loves us and will always keep his promises to us so that the least we can do is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to him. Our bodies are not our own. They are the temple of the Holy Ghost whom dwells and lives on the inside of us to be a guide, to be a comfort, our correction. God wants us to live holy and be holy after his, after his word because we are a reflection of him, right? And many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19, 20 through 24 in the King James, I'm going to, that it is hidden in this text it says hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end there are many devices in a man's heart 
Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that, that shall stand. So verse 21 is where I just read you in the NIV. I'm actually going to read it again. But it says, the desire of man is his kindness and the poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Verse 24 says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. To give it a little bit more clarity, I'm going to read it again. Proverbs 19, 20 through 24 in the NIV. Verse 20 says, Listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. Verse 21, our main, one of our main scriptures, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So you see, we have to consult God about our purpose because it is his purpose and his plan what is, is what will prevail in our life. Verse 22 through 24 is a bonus. What a man desires is unfailing love, but uh, is unfailing love better to be poor than a liar. So in other words, people desire unfailing love. And unfortunately, they allow things, people, places, ideas to try to fill that void that they're looking for really is love. And God is the only one who can fill that void. Nothing that this world can offer can fill that void that God gives, right? And it says here is better to be poor than a liar. So you don't want to be, be putting yourself out and causing deceit and, you know, gaining riches and things of this world by not living a truthful life, right? An underhanded life. It's better to be poor at that point. Verse 23 says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And then it says, then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Because if you fear God, you'll keep his commandment and you'll be contented because you won't have trouble if you fear the Lord, right? The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. In other words, the whole key is to consult God for his plans for your life. And don't try to make it on your own as it will not profit you well. At some point, allowing our own desires to guide us without God's direction will lead us to fall. We then have to accept accountability for what happens to us. Not saying Satan doesn't make things harder, but he has not. He has no power. He, he, he doesn't have the power no more than you give him by giving him an advantage to take the bad decision you made and capitalize off of it like a bully. Oftentimes where we place our desires outside of God's will, Satan will try to amplify what we already desire to us to make us continue down a path of destruction. So we must stay the course. Now I will say trying to know God's will for your life and following it will, will take time and so be kind to yourself, right? Since we are not our own, God will make things clear to us if we just ask him, right? It may take some time for us to try to move away from our past. That was a struggle caused by the left turn we chose to make instead of the right turn God chose us to make. So sometimes you may get yourself in trouble and you're like, Lord, I know this is a result of my decision or what I did because you're not oblivious. You know the things that you're doing wrong, that you've done wrong and that you are contemplating. I mean, come on. We all, if, if you are in your right mind, you understand right from wrong. And they teach us that when we're little kids, right? But you know in your heart of hearts what's, what's real and what's right and what's wrong, Right. So we can't deny that, you know, the world says conscience or whatever, but the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will convict your spirit and let you know what's right and wrong. 
right? We have to admit to that. But the thing is, through God's grace, mercy, and his power, we can make it through. We must not stay focused on what happened, but what is happening and what is to come. We can't ever undo what is already done, but it is God, our creator, that knows our end before our beginning. So we must consult him to find out how to fix our brokenness, those areas in our life that we feel stuck in. It's a pain when putting something together that needs screws and you accidentally strip the screw. I don't know how many times I've done that. And, and the reason why you strip it is because you apply too much pressure to it, being in a rush to get the finished result. Remember, God already created us as a finished product, but he doesn't operate in time. In fact, God operates out of time. He operates in eternity. Therefore, we have to allow ourselves time to catch up to the plans that God has for us, right? Because he reveals them to us by and by. He doesn't just give us everything that would literally be force feeding us. He doesn't do that. He allows time to go by and allows us to catch up to what it is he has in store for us because some things we're not ready for. Let's just keep it real. We haven't matured enough to get everything that God has for us all in one swoop. You know, that's why even the stages of a baby, there's baby food and there's toddler food and there's young adult food. There's kids meals. You know, you go up in life as you transition, you know, what you're able to handle, what you're able to chew on. You know, if you can't chew on the word of God, then you'll be fed milk for a little bit, right? You can't chew on the meat of the word is what I'm saying. So everything we were, are, and ever will be was already calculated by God himself. Isn't that amazing that God already had the foreknowledge of what the outcome of our choices would be, but he still loves us. So he knew that in 1995, you were going to mess up. He knew in 2005, you were going to mess up. He knew and he knows in 2023 you're going to mess up and he knows in 2043 you're going to mess up. But he is a God that gives grace and mercy. Now, one thing we have to keep in mind is 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man and God is faithful. Right. So that means everybody goes through something and a lot of people go through things that are common. And it says, who will not allow you to be tempted? God is faithful because he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. He won't put more on you can bear. Right. But with the temptation, we'll provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. So in other words, God is never going to put put more on us than we can bear. But a lot of times the things we are dealing with are a direct result of a decision we made out of the will of God, right? We must stop and remember we are not our own and consult God, our creator, our father, who knows all. In fact, God, God's promise in Jeremiah 29, 11 in the King James says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, say of the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now in the Amplified, Amplified version, the regular Amplified in Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. So if you take those two and you think about it, literally God is saying he has a plan for you. He knows the thoughts that he thought about. And even in the Amplified classic version, it even puts them together. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. So we must hold fast to Romans 12, 1 in the King James. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And in the Amplified version of Romans 12 and 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies. And the way you do that is dedicating all yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational or logical and intelligent act of worship. What more can we ask for than a savior that, that would lay down his life for us because he calls us his friends? John 3.16 in the Amplified says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as, a, as our savior shall not perish but have eternal life. So it's not going to be eternal life here on this earth. You only have a time, a certain time here. And there is a scripture that says God is not going to child with men always. He's, he, he numbered our days to 120 years. So if you get even close to, remotely close to 120 years, I'm not sure with the American diet, but if you get close to 120 years, that is God's mercy and grace. If you wake up every day, that is God's mercy and grace because the wages of sin is death. Now, don't think that just because God forgave us and washes it away in the sea of forgiveness, that there's not some things that you're not going to have to take accountability for, right? Now, like I said, you know, why would we ever, why, why would, what more can we ask for, you know, for a savior that, that would lay down his life for us because he no longer calls us slave, but he calls us friend. We're no longer bound by those things that try to hold us captive and all those things in our past. We're not even bound by um, generational curses. We speak generational blessings over our life. We curse the bloodline that tried to attack us. We ask God to give us a blood transfusion when Jesus died on the cross and he shed his blood for us. So we ask, we plead the blood of Jesus over our bloodlines that we are no longer subject to the things of the flesh, no longer subject to our past but we are subjected and responsible for what goes on currently and goes on in our future. But even with that, we still have God's grace and mercy because he knows. He knew what we were going to have to go up against in the world. He knew what we were going to have to go up against when it comes to the, the, the way that people think and the way that people react and respond to one another. So my thing is, why would we ever consult another, including ourselves? And our own selfish desires and people and things of this world over the instruction plainly given from our heavenly and most loving father who cares for us. Consult through prayer and meditation of God's word for you are not your own. I hope that this really helped you to understand that, you know, you really don't have to depend on yourself. You know, you don't have to depend on what you know alone. This world was not meant for anyone to live alone. You're not alone in any situation, but you are not your own. You, this, this life is not just for you. God gave it to you for a purpose and he expects glory out of your life and he will get it by any means necessary. Even if you have to keep bumping your head, even if you have to keep getting up that song by, um, Donnie McKirkland, we fall down, but a saint is just a sinner who got up. That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. There's no one that's better than anyone. Everyone has a trial. Everyone has a test. Everyone has a cross to bear. And the thing is, the Lord says the battle is not ours. It belongs to him. Whatever we go through, because here's the thing. He puts his investment in us. He puts the Holy Spirit inside of us. And when we study his word, we put his word inside of us. He is cannot swear by anything higher than, than there's nothing higher for God to swear by. So he swears by himself. So when he puts his investment in us, he puts his word in us and he, he put his purpose in us. He's going to protect it at all costs. So he's going to get the glory out your life. So that's why every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And so 
get it in early and don't get into a situation where you're forced to have to allow God to show his power in your life. Do it willingly. This life is not your own anyway, you know? So I, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. You are not your own and be encouraged. Be, be encouraged with that because that means that God promises things, but some things are contingent based on how we react, how we respond and what we're doing about it. You know, are we just willingly wasting our life away? I mean, there's things that we all need to change on a daily basis. So again, have mercy on yourself, but make the change right? Faith without works is dead. You have to actually believe it and also do something to activate your faith in God that things will work, but you have to do everything that you know to do by applying the word of God and communicating with him in prayer, right? So yeah, thank you again for listening to this episode. Wednesday, Wednesday, you are not your own. Until next time, I love you guys. Bye.